T minus one to episode 1000. It's Thursday, December 11th, and you're listening to the Geek at Geek News Central. This is show number 999, sponsored in part by GoDaddy.com. Pick up a domain name for just $1.49 or get 30% off your next order. All my purchase, all my orders, all my promo codes can be found at geeknewscentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. Geekness Central is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Everyone, I got a great show lined up for you tonight. $9.99. If I can get through the intro, I think we'll be good to go. Here we come. Strap in. Here it comes. All right, people, I need a go no go for the Geek News Central podcast. Digital archive recorders. We're go flight. Microphone. We're go flight. Video feed. Go. Web browser. Go. RSS data stream aggregator. Go flight. Interflux totism suppressor. All right, I'm confused. Host readiness check. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. The Geek News Central podcast is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are ready to go. Cue Todd in... Five. Button, button, who's got the button? Four. There's no cause for alarm. Three. Everybody hold on to something. Two. Just press the button. One. It's showtime. Aloha and welcome to Geek in the Central Course. My name is Todd Cochran. I welcome you to the show today. We're up and running with no problem. Just the host stick his, uh, sticks his shoe in his mouth. <laughs> But uh, hey, everyone, welcome, and uh, if you're brand new to the show, thanks for being here. Got a lot to cover tonight on the 999th episode, one more to 1,000. We're going to have a lot of fun on show 1,000. We're going to give a bunch of stuff away. We're going to uh, uh, award some awards to some longtime listeners of the show, um, and just maybe just reminisce a little bit. You know, we already did our 10-year show, so it's too bad 10-year and 1,000 couldn't have matched up exactly but uh you know here we are uh, middle of december already to hit 1000 uh, part of it's my fault but uh that's the way the ball rolls here but uh gonna have a great show on the next episode so i hope that you'll come and and hang out with me live we'll get started at 8 p.m honolulu standard time 10 p.m pacific or if you're really brave one o'clock eastern i know there's some night owls out there please come and and hang out if you want to on next Monday's show. We'll have a lot of fun together. And if you if you can't watch live, don't worry. You'll be able to catch the show uh, later via, you know, basically catching it the way you normally do. So here's the skinny. Um, if you're brand new to the show, you know, let's, let's get the right button push. Good Lord. Um, get over to geeknesscenter.com and uh, visit the website. You'll find right there on the second column or the only column on the website, the iTunes link, the RSS feed as well. For those of you that are um, Android users, you can subscribe via uh, Beyond Beyond Pod is a great uh, podcasting app to grab. There's also additional subscription options there. So, uh, you know, grab us on iTunes or just grab us via the normal RSS feed. Lots of great content. Uh, We're going to start adding a few more writers to Geek New Central. So we'll have some uh, ongoing uh, content, uh, additional content. Because I think our bevy of current writers have uh, slowed down just a little bit, so we'll probably uh, re-engage and get uh, get some new folks on and, and get them moving here. But uh, uh, lots happening through the uh, the end of the year here. We've got uh, preparation for the Consumer Electronics Show coming, and uh, that's kind of got me right now. That's my focus over the next couple of weeks because it's not going to be too long. I'm going to have to ship. I'll have to ship all the stuff to the show. 
And uh, really, it's you know right after the new year, uh, hot and heavy for for Vegas. But uh, if you got comments on today's show, geeknews at gmail.com. Of course, you can reach me on Twitter as well at uh, Geek News. You want to definitely get subscribed to the newsletter. You can do that as well via the, the website at geeknewscentral.com. Um, you can follow us on Google+, on Facebook, really just about everywhere social media is. And uh, we definitely want you to, uh, to follow us on those uh, platforms as well, wherever you may hang out the most and uh, become part of our community. So, of course, tonight's sponsor, this show is sponsored by our good friends at GoDaddy.com. And uh, GoDaddy's got some great deals for us, as always. And uh, the, the promo codes that we had in November have rolled right into December. So it is time to get your shopping done, ladies and gentlemen. You'll definitely want to get some, some domains, some hosting accounts for friends, family members, people that you know. This is kind of a cool gift. You know, you pick them up, pick them up a domain for their Christmas present, um, maybe their name. Maybe a derivative, maybe one of the new top-level domains as well. Um, you can get that for $1.49 using my promo code Geek149. Or if you want to give them a hosting account, heck, we got those starting at a dollar a month, so you can't beat that for the first 12 months. And you get a free domain with a hosting account. So get someone started podcasting, blogging, uh, putting their business online, whatever it may be. So there's all the codes there. Press 4 for a dollar a month WordPress hosting. Geeks 12 for a dollar monthly economy hosting again with a free domain and 30% off. If you want to just go for the gusto and use my 30% off code, use the promo code GNC30. That's going to save you um, a lot of money. And uh, I've been using that code myself here the last couple of days. Now, that $49.com, that is not a typo. That's the price. And uh, don't know how long this is going to be around. So get them while they last. And uh, get out there and pick them up. And, uh, you know, they're basically for the first year, they're just giving away. And if you don't like the domain after a year, you know, don't keep it. But uh, I'm, I'm a hoarder of domains. I've, I'm well over 200 again. And I kind of looking at the other day, I was like, how did we get there? And then I remembered, yes, we bought a bunch of Okinawa domains, which we have to deal with. But uh, anyway, don't worry about that. But main thing is get over to geeknewcenter.com. The link to GoDaddy is on the website promo codes of course the uh, banners on the website rotate as well with the different deals so we want to get thank godaddy for being a longtime sponsor here of the show and uh but i tell you been a busy busy week i just like i've been burning the midnight oil on really both ends but one thing that came in the mail uh, just the other day uh was the most important thing for our planning for vegas it's my gold lot press parking permit and uh, you have no idea how hard these are to come by. This, uh, when they say gold, it is worth its weight in gold. So when we're in Vegas, uh, the 5th through the 9th, uh, doing the show, we get gold lot parking. And I'm totally jazzed that that had came in. And uh, um, so, yes, very, very cool. So that, matter of fact, that needs to go in my bag. <laughs> so or I'll forget it. Be one of those things like, honey, uh, I need you to FedEx overnight that uh, envelope that says CEA on the front of it. And, of course, then I will be indebted to her because I'll get the wrath of my wife for forgetting something. And uh, that uh, that's not a good thing, fellas. You know how that is. So uh, to go into my <laughs> travel bag now. 
All right, so let's just go through a little bit of the uh, stack here. Um, one thing you guys can't see, maybe can. Let me get the right camera. On the last episode, I talked about having challenges with the audio recorder. And uh, that situation has been resolved. Um, the Sweetwater Creation Station arrived. Um, surprising, it was running on Windows 8. Uh, Jack, you'll be <laughs> happy to know that, yes, there is a Windows 8 machine here being actively used and recording the show. But um, when I turned the machine on, I was kind of like, is it running? This thing is ultra, ultra quiet. Now, that's why I paid a little extra money for it. it uh, I think the grand total... And again, it's it's a machine that you could probably buy off the shelf for six, seven hundred dollars, but they put all this uh, noise dampening in it, and everything else, and it's absolutely silent. So um, that was about twelve, twelve ninety nine or something like that. But uh, uh, cruising fine, had no issues tonight. No pulling my hair out as I was getting ready to start the show, which was fantastic. And it's up and running, and it was actually probably one of the most painless. It really, to be honest with you, I was just like, man, a breath of fresh air. So now the studio, we have no excuse. Brand new desktop, brand new Mac Pro, brand new creation station. Now, as long as the Mac minis don't start acting up, <laughs> we'll be okay. But uh, uh, so far, no more computers this year, please. The the budget absolutely can't help it. It was already impacted negatively begin with but uh anyway that's it on that stuff uh you guys don't want to hear more about that but it is up and running uh my solar install i am jazzed uh the electricians came and uh, did the interconnect and uh, when i got home the uh power meter was running backwards matter of fact they saved the uh the pleasure to me they had to little flip the switch on and within about two minutes of the system being turned on the uh, the meter started rolling backwards, and I took a picture of the meter and the and the kilowatt hours it was at upon turn on. And um, when I got home this afternoon, the um, meter was and it wasn't a great day for sunshine here in Hawaii. So two days, the system has been up running uh, fully, and uh, I'm already 13 kilowatts ahead. So to be curious to watch how this flow goes over the next. Uh, a month or so, I'm going to be watching on the weekends and all that stuff. And, of course, the weather has a lot to do with, of course, in, in Hawaii, yes, we have a, a winter here. Uh, I know you all are laughing, but uh, just, you know, it's more rainy and cloudy and not as much sunshine. But uh, it still made money today. It, uh, it, took, it took kilowatts off the dial, which is, that's the goal. <laughs> so uh, I'm pretty excited about that. We're up and running. And I did a little video. I put it up on Facebook. Yeah, you can tell I'm a little excited about it. And uh, so anyway, if you haven't seen that, just definitely check out my Facebook page and you'll see the uh, the video. It got a lot of views. I'm surprised that video got that many views on, on Facebook and, uh, and some comments as well. And of course, the rundown of uh, how much the system costs and everything else and the breakouts on tax rebates is all on geeknesscentral.com. It's two or three articles down now since it was from the weekend. But um, anyway, that's it. So let's go ahead and, and move on. We got a lot of content to talk about tonight. And uh, on the next show, there is going to be tech. We are not going to uh, um, not talk about tech news on the, on the next show. 
we will take a little extra time at the beginning of the show to give some stuff away and throughout the show. So you don't want to just leave after the first 15 or 20 minutes of the show on the 1,000th 1000th episode. And that that's just, if I think about that, it makes my brain hurt just a little bit, to be honest with you. I almost want to start counting over one because it, you know, I'm going to have to say 1,001, 1,000. It's kind of like, uh, okay, been there, done that. So, dude, why don't we start over? Uh, but anyway, it should be a lot of fun, and I hope that you guys will come hang out. And don't worry, if you listen later, you'll still have a chance to win. You just got to listen to win, okay? And uh, we're going to get some cool stuff off. Hey, I want to welcome a new um, contributor to the show, uh, Nigel, for his big kahuna contribution. Uh, way to go! Way to go, Nigel. Thanks for coming in and, uh, and stepping up. I do appreciate it. And uh, that, that's a good one. I mean, if we could get about 100 more of those, that uh, we could really do some crazy stuff here with the show, folks. We really could. So uh, definitely thank Nigel for that. And I hope you're here for a long time with that contribution level. Wait till you see, Nigel, what two of our Longtime benefactors are going to get on the next episode. You're going to be stoked when you see this thing. Everyone's going to want one. Okay. You really, really are. You're going to want one in a big, big way. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you advised. We'll show it on the next show. Okay. Okay. So um, again, thanks, Nigel, for becoming an insider. Geeknewcentral.com forward slash insider. All right. Let's go ahead and get into the tech content tonight. Let me save that. And uh, close that out. All right. And I can probably, yes, can, Todd, you can minus that. And we'll bring up the, uh, the big browser here. And getting used to the 4K monitor, finally. Oh, just a little bit. It's taken some time to get everything figured out. But I do want to, um, you know, I get, Hawaii provided California a present, right? The Pineapple Express. <laughs> You know, I we didn't necessarily want to uh, fix California's drought uh, situation in like 24 hours, but holy smokes, are they getting some rain or what? And uh, I know we've got a bunch of Ohana in, in California, and uh, stay safe and uh, and seek high ground and stay away from the areas where potential mudslides. But yeah, this uh, Pineapple Express is where the there's basically a band where the moisture is pushed from the Hawaiian islands uh, and in and around the Hawaiian islands all the way uh, to the West coast. And uh, um, this doesn't happen very often, but when it does, man, it just unloads. It's taken all that moisture out of the ocean and basically shoved it to uh, west or eastbound and then just dumped it when it comes over the, over the coast. That's why California, uh, San Francisco and so forth. has gotten so much rain here in the last uh, day or so, but uh Stay dry if you can out that way. All right, so let's, first of all, I, I found this on, uh, someone linked this on Facebook, and uh, I was like, oh, man, wait till you see this. Now, how many of you have got one of those uh, Kerrig uh, coffee machines? I do not. I don't have a, a Kerrig uh, coffee machine, and I'm trying to push a couple buttons here. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things that we have gotten to the point where the coffee we drink, um, we do, a, I have a buddy that roasts beans, so he'll roast beans for us. We have a grinder, um, and we basically drink pretty fresh coffee here. 
And we don't often just go like to Costco and buy beans, but um, I got a friend who can get stuff from a real cone of coffee and we buy it by the pound and it's, it's pure. And so I'm really kind of spoiled, you know, really am when it comes to the coffee and be honest with you. Um, you guys may not, may not know this, but I'm trying to make a, a page smaller here. Um, and it's changing both of them. That's, that sucks. Um, I never drank a lot of coffee um, in my early days. And when I was in the Navy, um, didn't just, I don't know, it just didn't appeal to me that much. Um, but after I retired from the Navy, it just seems like all of a sudden I've, I've built this affinity to drinking more coffee. And, and really, um, good or bad, I've tried to replace my soda, my caffeine intake, which I used to drink soda. Man, Mountain Dew in the morning was the best thing going. And I've tried to replace that with coffee and it, um, and not necessarily with a bunch of junk in it too, to, you know, the offset and calories, but, um, it definitely, I have to have my coffee fixed. Now I've been on a 10 day binge for no coffee with my uh, weight loss plan and I'm, I'm down about nine pounds this go around. So, uh, tomorrow I come back and I'm on a regular, regular food plan tomorrow, but, um, hope those of you that were with me on, uh, the post Thanksgiving uh, kind of clean up, but uh, were with me and, and had a good time and lost some weight. Uh, and uh, we'll see if we can continue the trend here because I'm coming off this post-10 uh, post day and I'm going to be really watching the uh, calorie count. But anyway, Kerrig has a uh, machine that requires you to use their cups. And uh, it basically was uh, a way for them to, you know, get more money out of you. And it's just like uh, ink for printers. Their, uh, their machine, though, um, people have been looking for a way to beat it, and it has been found. The Kerrig 2.0 hack is so incredibly simple. Uh, when you see it, you're all going to laugh. Now, if any of you have got one of these machines and like to buy coffee from different vendors, but like the Kerrig machine in, in particular, um, it's basically trimming a cup lid and taping it to the sensor portion of the uh, of the unit and it just beats it. So um, I'm sure they are not going to be happy about this. And of course, when the company did this, they, they uh, um, had issued some crazy statements talking about the DRM was critical for performance and safety reasons. Really wasn't. It was so that they could protect their coffee sales. So now we've got, uh, the ability to bypass the DRM on, on carry coffee machines. So if you've got one of these in your office, a 2.0 version, uh, you'll definitely want to uh, to take advantage of that if you so desire. Uh, when you see the video, you're just gonna you're gonna laugh and think, why didn't someone figure that out already? But uh, anyway, link will be up in the show notes for you to uh, to check out. The FCC today really uh, stepped up the game here. Um, the FCC today basically announced that what they consider to be minimum. Uh, amount of speed to be defined as broadband is uh, 10 megs. So internet service providers that use government subsidies to build rural broadband networks must provide speeds of at least 10 megs down and one megs up for the Federal Communication Commission to basically authorize them to get those get that cash. So this is an increase reflecting marketplace and technology changes that have occurred since the FCC said it's 
uh, previous requirement of four megs down uh, and one megs up in 2011. So this action affects only broadband networks paid for by the Connect America Fund, which comes from a surcharge we all pay, uh, basically by primary by phone customers. So the FCC's definition is is changing here. They're not happy about it. But uh, let's be honest, rural America should not be left behind and uh, left behind those of us that live in big cities. You know, I'm, I'm you know, fat, dumb and happy here with my broadband, 100, 105, 55 on two different connections, you know, and, and we're good. And I'm pushing three live streams right now, uh, two on one connection, one on the other, and everything's holding tight. This is the way it's supposed to be. And, uh, but, um, the SEC plans to offer about 1.8 billion a year to carriers to expand services to 5 million rural Americans. And, uh, so carriers will also receive six years of support instead of five. And, uh, so this is a, this is a big deal for, for rural America. And I'd be honest with you, I think it's I mean, basically because if you have any family members that live in rural, rural America, you'll know the pain that they go through in internet connectivity. It just sucks for them. And uh, I'm willing to, you know, pay that uh, penalty on the, you know, on the phone bill in order to make sure that uh, they are able to, be, you know, start to catch up a little bit. But if they can get them 10... What that really does is it's going to mean that they're going to be able to get them more. If they have to put the infrastructure in to get them 10, and then there will be more speeds that are definitely going to be a potential. At the meeting at the FCC today, about a dozen protesters calling on the FCC to pass net neutrality rules disrupted the commission's meeting. Uh, protesters shouting and carrying signs interrupted the beginnings of the meeting of commissioners and... Uh, so they were in there screaming and yelling and shouting, and uh, they were all escorted out of the building. Um, some of the signs said, we're asking for our Title II consideration. Uh, keep the net neutral. Um, uh, that was some of the signs were up there. Uh, one of them says, uh, do what the president says. Uh, keep the net neutral. Uh, one, press, one, one protester apologized for interrupting the FCC meeting, saying this is a very important issue for the American people. So uh, uh, Wheeler had to briefly halt the meeting to address the students attending the meeting. And uh, uh, he basically said, hey, you've just seen the First Amendment at work. He says, this is what the country is all about. So um, anyway, first set of announcements seem to be good. Uh, we'll see where it goes on the net neutrality piece. Well, at the same time, the MPAA is preparing to bring pirate site blocking to the United States. The MPAA is in discussions with the major movie studios over ways to introduce site blocking in the United States. Now, we know that SOPA failed in a big way, and there was a huge backlash, just a huge backlash. So site blocking has become one of the go-to anti-piracy techniques for the music industry and movie industry. Uh, mechanisms to force ISPs to shut down subscriber access to infringing sites are becoming widespread in Europe, but have not yet gained traction here in the United States. So if the SOPA had been introduced, U.S. blocking uh, regimes might already be in place. 
But we know that the legislation was stamped down in 2012 following basically everyone and their brother screaming about this thing. But what happened is the MPAA and its uh, major studio partners uh, last year really started to consider what they what their options were for reintroducing the site blocking agenda. So today, the MPAA is looking at four key areas, DMCA. According to, and this is an article over in Torrent Freak, according to T- Torrent Freak sources, familiar with the plan, the MP plans on exploring the possibility of attaining a DMCA 512J blocking injunction without first having to establish an ISP is also liable for copyright. Uh, rule 19 of the Federal Rules of Civil Procedure. So now what this is, is Rule 19 is also under consideration MP as a way to obtain a blocking injunction against an ISP. In common with the DMC option detailed above, the MPAA hopes that the blocking order might be attained without having to find an ISP liable again for any wrongdoing. That's what they're trying to do is they're not trying to go after the ISPs and trying to sue them. They're trying to find a way to do this, get it shut down without having to sue the ISPs. So another group that they're trying to go after or use is, among other things, they're trying to go after, go to the United States International Trade Commission. And uh, the MP has been examining two scenarios. The first involves site-blocking orders against transit ISPs, uh, i.e. those that carry data-infringing content across U.S. borders. The second envisions site-blocking orders against regular ISPs to stop them from providing access to rogue sites. Again, the same law firm was asked for its extra opinion. In summary, its lawyers found that scenario one presented significant technical hurdles. Scenario two might be feasible, but first ISPs would have to be found in violation. So again, uh, this infringement that they want to avoid is something that's covered in the DMCA Act. It's called Section 337. And Section 337 basically... um, it's about intellectual property and infringement and um, unfair competition and so forth. So that's another option. Now, another thing they're looking at is the Communication Act. Details on the MP that details on the final MPWA option involves the Communication Act and how it's perceived by the FCC and the Supreme Court. This scenario balances on the MPWA stance. ISBs have taken the public position that they are not telecommunication services. When the position of the ISPs and opinions of the FCC and Supreme Court are combined, the MPAA wonders whether the ISPs could become vulnerable. The scenario used under discussion is which ISPs are not eligible for safe harbor as DMC 512 uh, conduct. Basically, they're, right now, ISPs are safe for anything that goes in between them because they don't monitor the traffic, right? Well, they're trying to change that. So this is... a uh, this is big um, in what they're trying to do here. They're trying to go after a four-pronged approach. So going back to June, the MPAA chief and former U.S. Senator Chris Dodd praised pirate site blockades as one of the most important anti-piracy measures. And in August, a leaked draft revealed MPAA research on the topic. The big question now is whether the studio's achievements in Europe will be mirrored in the United States without a SOPA to uh, to make it happen. So um, I'm sure all of us are going to be battling any of these type of activities that they're trying to attempt 
and getting sites shut down. We're going to talk about a site that got raided and shut down, maybe for a different reason here in a few minutes. Ford made a big, big, big announcement. They've dropped Microsoft. So Ford Sync 3 drops Microsoft, puts my Ford Touch out to pasture. So this is uh, this is big. Uh, with version 3, it's been completely rebuilt from the ground up. And uh, this is this is huge. Now, Ford, you know, my Ford Touch uh, had some issues before, and it was largely because of the operating system it was on. And uh, so we've seen in vehicle entertainment has changed dr- dramatically. If you've bought a new car vehicle, we know that uh, systems are being uh, launched and upgraded and so forth. But... Uh, you know, we know Apple and Google are wading into the game with their own products called CarPlay and Android Auto, respectively. Um, so we'll see where this goes. With Sync 3, Ford is raising the game here. Ford will support both Android Auto and CarPlay eventually, but for now it's hoping to stem the tide by introducing a completely new version of the Sync system um, in partnership with Microsoft. They were trying to make that happen before, but it just was too many issues. Um, but now, now check this out. The BlackBerry low-level QNX operating system provides the foundation of the new Sync 3. So they're kind of an interesting move. So the concept for Sync remains the same. However, smart functionality in all cars, not just expensive ones, and they're focused on Sync always being a mainstream product uh, Raj Nair of Ford said. Now, I've met Raj before, and uh, this is a, a interesting uh, move by them. I mean, this this change out, it really, really is. So, but 95% of Ford sold in the United States this year had a sync system of some sort on board, and more than 10 million sync equipped cars have been sold already. Um, none of them, sadly, will be able to run the new version of sync which will debut in the 2015 and 2016 model year cars. But sometimes, you know, people just need to cut their losses, and that's where they're at on this. So we'll be definitely be uh, looking at this more. Um, it looks like we're going to be, Geek New Central is going to be sending someone to the Detroit Auto Show. Um, so we'll have someone there reporting on that there. We'll be covering this, of course, at the Consumer Electronics Show um, as well. So we'll get both the uh, perspectives uh, from, uh, you know, from both events. Um, I basically, they, uh, Ford asked me to come out to, uh, um, to Detroit, uh, immediately following CES on the 11th, 12th and 13th. But I just, you know, after having going to be in Vegas for 10 days, uh, it's just not going to work out. I'm going to have to get back here and, uh, and take care of some other business. But, uh, we're, we're already talked to a few of our Geek New Central, uh, writers, and I think we're going to have one of them that's agreed to uh, to go out to Detroit and uh, fare the uh, the cold, and but go to the auto show, and uh, it's a good deal because hotel, food, wine, dine, the whole nine yards by Ford for those uh, those three days. Google made a big uh, big splash today. Uh, Google has basically removed all uh, news coming out of Spain out of Google News. And it's because of a, and well, it's it's going to happen on the 16th. And this is because at the beginning of the year, there's going to be a new uh, law put in place. It basically says that anyone that carries 
news of from Spain Spanish news agencies have to be if they carry it they got to pay a tax and uh so now what's going to happen here is uh Google's basically saying sorry we're not paying a tax to link to uh, content that's on your own websites so they've stripped or they're going to strip all news out of Spain um this is big. this is big and uh as one media exec points out the uh, true Google tax will happen when a lot of those media firms have to turn to paid Google AdWords to compensate for losses derived from the absence in Google News. One way or other, it will happen, and it will be very fun to watch it. So they're, they're like, wow. So now, if these folks want to be found, if these news agencies want to be found by Google, they're going to have to pay to be found. So we'll see what happens. Um, with this, but uh, this copyright law is uh, is pretty hefty, and uh, Google said we're not playing the game. Um, again, it's a new copyright law approved in the country, which again forces Google to pay a tax to all traditional media firms, mostly newspapers, for appearing in Google News. Uh, wowza, big big hit there. Now, something, too, that uh, snuck across my desk today, and it comes from a site I haven't been to before. It's called the freethoughtproject.com. And apparently there was some uh, language in a bill giving police unlimited access to U.S. citizens' private communications. And as it's being reported by, let me, let's, let me get the senator's uh, quote here, uh, Representative Amash, and I don't know, uh, where's he from? Uh, Congressman Justin Amash stated that when he learned that the bill was being rushed to the floor for a vote, he asked his legislative staff to quickly review the bill for unusual language. What he said next should raise flags for every American citizen. He claims what his uh, staff discovered was one of the most egregious sections of law I've ever encountered during my time as a representative, it grants the ex executive branch virtually unlimited access to the communications of every American. So it's apparently um, in Section 309 of the Intelligence Reauthorization Bill. Uh, this is one the House has never considered. Section 309 authorized the acquisition retention and dissemination of non-public communications, including those to and from U.S. persons. The section contemplates that those private communications American team without a court order may be transferred to domestic law enforcement for criminal investigations. Uh, to be clear, Section 309 provides the first statutory authority for the acquisition, retention, dis dis dissemination of U.S. persons' private communication obtained without legal process, such as a court order or subpoena, the administration currently may conduct such surveillance under claim of executive authority, such as EO 12333. However, Congress never approved of using executive authority in that way to capture and use Americans' private telephone records, electronic communications, or cloud data. So this is uh, from the senator. Uh, he goes on to say supporters of Section 309 claim this provisions actually reigns in the executive branch power to retain America's private communications. It is true that Section 309 includes exceedingly weak limits on the executive's retention 
of Americans' communications with many exceptions. The provision requires the executive to dispose of Americans' communications within five years of acquiring them, although, as the HPSCI admits, the executive branch already follows procedures along those lines. Exchange for the data retention requirements that the executive already follows, Section 309 provides a novel statutory basis for the executive branch capture and use of Americans' private communications. The Senate inserted the provision into the Intelligence Reauthorization Bill last night. That is no way for Congress to address the sensitive private information of our constituents, especially when we are asked to expand our government's surveillance powers. So it's House Resolution 4681 is where this is stuck in. Um, so anyway, I'll let you guys go in and look that up yourself, but that came from the the free project, excuse me, the free thought project.com. The JPEG moving on here, the JPEG uh, image format has been around for a long, long time, but Fabrice Bellard, the creator of FMMPEG, QEMU and JS Linux is proposing a new image format that could replace JPEG. It's called BPEG, BP, uh, BPG. For the same quality, files are about half the size of their JPEG equivalent. He released with source as well as a uh, JavaScript decompressor and set up a demo including um, the famous Lena image. So basically, this guy has built or be able have encoded a new image format called BPG that he's proposing. This will probably get some traction. This guy's pretty well known um, in the space, but I'll have the link up in the show notes for that. Microsoft also in the news today, uh, quietly starting asking, uh, quietly started accepting Bitcoin as a payment method. So this has got to be a first. Um, Microsoft's website reveals that Redmond Giant is now accepting Bitcoin as a payment method for products and services on Windows. Windows Phone and Xbox currently payment must go through to credit a Microsoft wallet account and the service is initially only available to U.S. users. But the wording on the new page combines with an expansive year for Microsoft and a number of positive statements from, uh, about Bitcoin from Bill Gates. So uh, this is big. So, of course, Microsoft is now the largest commercial entity accepting Bitcoin, which it processes via the BitPay system, thus protecting the company from fluctuations in the value of uh, a Bitcoin. Uh, some words out of Apple that the Apple Watch is said to be back on track for mass production in January. So um, apparently breakthroughs have been made uh, in the number of successful yields for the watch's displays and processors. Uh, this came out of uh, Taiwan United Daily News. Of course, rumors have flown back and forth as to when the watch would actually enter actual production stage. So uh, that uh, that's good. And of course, they're saying that... Uh, it will launch in the spring of 2015 for $349. Um, so we'll see where, uh, where this actually falls from a time, a time frame. All right, let's move on here. Sony hackers. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. This is, this, this continues to get worse. The FBI is saying that the Sony hackers could have slipped past 90% of Sony's defenses with, I mean, 90% of most companies defenses. Um, the malware that thoroughly penetrated Sony pictures and entertainment was so sophisticated. It likely would have worked against nine out of 10 security defenses available to companies today. 
So this comments were made under oath Wednesday by Joseph uh, Demarest, assistant director of the FBI cyber division. And uh, they talked about, uh, you know, if, if Sony should be held accountable or so forth. But basically the FBI is saying there's not a lot Sony could have done. So, uh, of course, Sony's movie division is believed to have exposed to more than 100 gigabits of uh, data. Uh, not only re- unreleased movies, but of course everything else that's come out. Um, but there's more to the story. Uh, Sony's trying to prevent download of stolen documents. And they're basically doing essentially a denial of service attack through hundreds of computers in Asia to cripple the sites where documents are available. And they're also doing uh, seeding. They're seeding BitTorrent sites with all kinds of faults. Uh, uh, seeds to basically try to get people to download stuff that's not the actual movie. Uh, so this is big news. If they're actually using a denial of service attack to try to shut down the uh, servers where this media is at, that tells me that they have went to uh, to great lengths uh, to shut this down. Um, at the same time, Sony has basically came out and had to apologize to the president for something that was pretty nasty in the in one of the emails of one of their executives. Um, we've all been entertained over the last couple of days about stuff that's been in the because uh, they basically released the CEO's entire email inbox, and uh, boy, they've been going through all the you know all the folks have been going through all that stuff. Can you? I just, I just, you just think about that for a second. Think about the company you work at today. And not only your communication, but your bosses, your directors, the CEO, all that stuff swooped up. And think about all that being just put on the internet for consumption, including your email. What you've written an email to public scrutiny for everyone to see. You know, I, I it just kind of makes me go, whoa, because, you know, strategy emails, um, talking about competitor emails, complaining about people emails. All this stuff is the stuff that's being released. They talk about Angelie Jolie, about how spoiled brat she was, um, directors fighting, uh, drama about the, uh, the Jobs movie. It just goes on and on and on. Um, But it, uh, they haven't. They're not going to stop releasing the, uh, the flick where they're, you know, basically trying to off the North Korean leader. Um, so maybe more will come of it. I don't know. But um, again, Sony's fighting the spread of stolen data by using bad seed attacks on on torrent services, which is crazy itself. Now Sony employees are basically saying, "Hey, uh, we're in the dark." Now, one person said every communication between upper management and the rest of us has been carefully couched in wording that very much emphasized Sony Pictures' innocence and the hack versus security. Uh, the employee goes on to say, I don't doubt that the hackers are talented. There's every chance that they would have broken in with great security, but it's more than a little bothersome to those of us with brains in our skulls that upper management tried Hard right out of the gate to avoid any potential for legal ramification. The world's civil suits are being whispered around the lot like the name Voldemort. So that's uh, kind of crazy. Not only that, um, with all these emails being released, every actor, <laughs> actress, 
every producer, film, grip, um, writer, all their emails have now been exposed, telephone numbers. You just think about what's in your email, right? So uh, crazy. Um, Sony has offered every current and their dependents and former employees uh, basically identity theft protection. And, uh, and like I said, they're not going to stop the release of the movie, the uh, the interview. Uh, one other thing that uh, we've heard is that part of the reason the Pirate Bay was taken down was maybe because there were so many Sony files being seeded through it. It is an incident. It is a, a coincidence, but we know that the Pirate Bay has been taken offline. Their servers were raided once again. But uh, some of the movie files stolen from Sony Pictures was on the Pirate Bay. Uh, does Sony have that kind of juice to make the Swedish authorities that kick the door in? I, I don't know, but maybe. You know, maybe they uh, up their, uh, you know, their attack plan or when they were going to take that down. Another thing, too, that never made the news, but Iran apparently early in the year hacked the uh, Sands Hotel uh, causing over $40 million in damage. So Sony, I guess, isn't the only company to face a cyber attack, but the attack seems to have been provoked by the speech of Sands CEO Sheldon Allison uh, made the prior, made this previous October, uh, or made the previous October. Um, Allison had a staunch defender of Israel and had advocated for stronger threats of nuclear attacks against Iran, going so far as to suggest detonating a nuclear bomb in the Nevada desert as a warning of what could happen if Tehran continues his no nuclear program. In response, the attackers left a message on the company's servers. Encouraged the use of weapons of mass destruction under any condition is a crime. The, the note was signed from the anti-WMD team. They also took down the company's website, replacing it with a photograph of Addison and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. So, um, they think this attack was sponsored, state-sponsored by the Iranian government. So it's just, just going to be more and more and more of this kind of stuff, folks. There really is. Okay, um, switching topics a little bit. How many of you still have a Windows phone? How many of you have ever had a Windows phone? I only know one or two people that actually have Windows phone. When I see one, I'm shocked. I always say, wow, you got a Windows phone? Well, a lot of people that are Windows Diehard users are uh, bailing, and they're basically giving up on Windows Phone. There's a good article over on The Verge talking about how you know folks are either going back to Android or iOS, and uh, they feel that uh, the Windows Phone is is basically DOA. So uh, love to hear you guys' thoughts on any of these topics tonight. Geeknews at gmail.com. One thing I know about doing this show and I'm not drinking Red Bull, I'm going to have to caffeinate before the show. I do this show so late. Um, I usually need a shot of, of caffeine. So uh, um, I know it's not good for you, <laughs> but you guys got to remember, I get up at 4.30 in the morning and uh, I do this show at 8 p.m. Hawaiian Standard Time. I'm lucky I can even talk. <laughs> Sometimes I don't think I can, to be honest with you. All right, uh, iPhone 6 Plus ready to fly with United Airlines. United is giving iPhone 6 Plus smartphones to 23,000 flight attendants 
in a major enterprise rollout of Apple's big screen device. The airline said it would distribute the handsets to staff during the second quarter of 2015. And basically, when you're on United, they're going to have an iPhone 6 to basically swipe your credit card to pay for your food and your your drinks and everything else that goes along that they're making us pay for on, on, the, on the aircraft right now. Also, they're going to have tablets for the pilots and the, there'll be stuff tied into their enterprise system as well. So uh, one thing I'll tell you about United, you don't, you, if you go on a United flight and they have one of these um, uh, Wi-Fi entertainment systems, you definitely want to be an iOS user. They, they're not really good in supporting Android. At least they weren't the last flight I had. Uh, they're definitely an iPad or iPhone or iOS camp at this point. Uh, the number of movies you can watch on the Android device um, on a United flight has been really sadly supported. And uh, I know it makes a lot of people angry. Uh, I, I hear people arguing about it every time I fly. All right, Google made Amazon pull the App Store hidden in its app. So earlier this year, Amazon updated its official app in the Google Play Store and snuck in a direct link to its own app store at the same time. And previously, users who wanted to use the Amazon App Store had to sideload the app, a process that's less tech-savvy users were likely to be familiar. But this update let anyone install Amazon apps from the Google Play Store and start buying apps through it, and they shut it down. So the Amazon app's been updated. That link is no longer there. Scientists are saying that the Rosetta data suggests Earth water didn't come from comets after all. Results from the ESA's Rosetta mission published in the Journal of Science suggest that Earth water uh, didn't come from comets as was previously thought. The Rosetta data suggests that most of Earth's water may have come from asteroids since asteroids' characteristics are similar to those of Earth's water, and asteroids are close to Earth. The researchers also found that the water on Comet 67P, uh, Chernov Germansky, Germansko, oh my God, where the Rosetta Phila lander touched down in November, isn't like the water on Earth. It has similar physical properties to HDO, but it's heavier in mass. Okay, someone want to explain that? It's similar to HDO, but it's heavier in mass. So, all right, does that mean we can drink it or not? <laughs> but scientists have, haven't ruled out the possibility that Earth's waters from comets, though. Comet 67P and other, another comet, Hartley 2, are, are the only comets whose water has been studied so far, and the water on Hartley 2 appears to be exactly the same as Earth's. Well, what, so you say it didn't come, but now you say it can? You're like uh, contradicting yourself in this report. So anyway, I'll link it up. It's from the BBC. All right, Congress bill passes. Okay, we already talked about that. Let me grab a shot of H2O here as we were talking about it. Okay, so wet the whistle here. We already talked about the Spanish news going off Google. Um, but one, one thing that uh, is interesting is Microsoft has added native MKV support to Windows 8.1. Now, one of the more annoying features of Windows 8 and 8.1 has long been the lack of support for MKV files. Now, MKV is one of the most flexible container formats. And uh, a lot of people thought that the reason that they didn't support MKV was because 
a lot of MKV files um, are on pirate sites. Um, so maybe um, they're finally making this uh, available. I don't know. But uh, they're finally making it available as a, a native support in Windows 8.1. So uh, be aware of that if you uh, go out and you're, you're downloading uh, media files off a torrent site or so forth. All right, Apple is uh, having another battle with iOS 8 developers. Uh, one of the apps that I even use is called Transit. It's an FTP program that lets you save files to iCloud Drive. And uh, it's basically, that was a new ability of it in iOS 8. And it basically was pulled for a couple of days. But my, uh, Apple has reversed course and saying that Transmit can still push media instead of just pulling a little bit of challenge going on, but if you use pCalc, it's a calculator app uh, that looks a lot like the native iOS calculator. Drafts is a writing, a writing app that, uh, that included buttons and an accompanying widget. Launcher, an app that makes it easier to launch apps from the Notification Center, were all basically removed from the App Store. Uh, they found some sort of violation, but it looks like the war continues, and sometimes uh, Apple pulls apps look just like theirs, and uh, not surprising. All right, Microsoft is offering 100 albums absolutely free. So if you love music, you should definitely check out the Microsoft Music Deal application. It was launched back in October with 101 albums priced at $1.99 or less to celebrate the launch of Taylor Swift's new album, 1989, launched on the app for just 99 cents. For a limited time as a promotion, it goes to show the company works hard to bring music lovers over to its app, and its latest promotion is going to just do that. Microsoft is offering 100 albums absolutely free through the app. There's something for everyone in the 100 albums. So whatever you are, U2 fan, Amian, Kanye West, uh, Lady Gaga, uh, those are all albums that are available at no cost. Uh, some of the albums off being offered also include Dr. Dre, which is kind of cool. Uh, the Marshall Mathers LP2 by Eminem, uh, Unpologetic by Rihanna, so, uh, again, there's going to be a number of, if you get signed up for this, the, again, you have to grab the Microsoft Music Deals application and uh, get your free albums. If you live in Iowa, you're going to be able to use your smartphone to show your driver's license. So sometime in 2015, Iowa will become the first state to offer an official app from the state's Department of Transportation that can serve as your driver's license and ID. This is pretty incredible. Smartphones won't be replacing driver licenses in Iowa that require everyone to have a smartphone. Instead, Iowa DOT Director Paul Trombino says that the state will offer an identity vault to supplement citizens' physical driver's license cards. The app will be secured with a PIN and will complement the electronic proof of insurance that's already allowed in Iowa and over 30 states. So it's basically your license on your phone. Uh, very, very cool. Question is, will they let you use it at a bank? Is it going to be able to be hacked? People be able to get a, just take a picture of a driver's license and show it. How are they going to implement it? That's the question I have. All right, Chromecast guest mode lets anyone commandeer your TV. This is a new feature. So uh, with the number of content providers that keep coming on board with Chromecast, the next big step for Google is making the device a bit easier to use. Case in point, today marks the launch of ultrasonic pairing. Other word known as guest mode. All you need to do is enable Google Streaming Stick, connect to a nearby device, and voila, you're you're good to go. Uh, limited currently to Android devices only. Okay, 
for guest mode. Google's Earth New Imagery, pretty nice, pretty nice. They've done some modification. This is not the new imagery they're getting from the, the satellite, but this is new imagery that they've reprocessed somehow. So uh, it's an improved 3D logarithm. So definitely a uh, link will be up in the show notes. You can see the difference. It almost looks cartoony, to be honest with you, but I'll let you guys be the, uh, uh, the judge of it. All right, let's see here. Dropbox is launching Microsoft Office collaboration features for Word, Excel, and PowerPoint on Windows and, and Mac. Uh, so this, you know, I, what I see here is Dropbox is trying to compete with a lot of products. Um, I had a demo a couple weeks ago of a SharePoint. I think it's called SharePoint by Citrix. I uh, was pretty impressed with it, but, you know, Dropbox is getting close to matching a lot of these features and the the, the sharepoint is, is it called sharepoint i'm probably calling it the wrong thing here let me let me google it real quick uh sharepoint probably is is it by citrix let me do it google here oh that's my share oh is it share file a sharepoint yeah sharepoint is that it Oh man, I'm so I'm sorry, but anyway, I saw a Citrix product that was, you know, basically trying to compete with uh, these cloud storage services, and they allowed docu document signatures and a whole bunch of other stuff. But it come, it was man, it was crazy expensive. What are you guys using right now? You know, I I use Google Docs a lot. Um, what are you guys using online right now in, in your enterprise that you're working with? What kind of a system are you using to share files in the cloud? Now, how's that going? What are, are you guys using DocuSign or, or what's the, uh, uh, what's a product that you're using? Love to hear from you, uh, on what you're using, just kind of get a rundown, but uh, the Citric product was pretty robust. I'll say that much. Um, Dish is finally going to let you restart live content on your hopper. So, uh, that's good news. So if you, uh, if you have a live uh, event going on live show, you can restart that. That's one thing that they're going to keep and not, you know, they're going to stop you from skipping commercials, but you can restart the program. Um, also, Apple is announcing that they're requiring uh, basically anything that carries the made for iPhone licensing program. The case makers are going to have to support a one meter drop. So they're basically saying they got to drop from a meter to meet new environmental standards. And they have a certain rules on how they're supposed to be uh, to be dropped. Uh, basically includes protection of the device in any orientation, including the usual exposed cover glass on the on the device. But uh, they say it's got to be able to suffer a or support a, a one meter, three point two feet fall. And if it doesn't, it it can't have the uh, the case stuff. Well, does that include Microsoft's case? Because I don't think their case would support a, a one meter fall. To be honest with you, their case sucks. I don't know if we talked about this in the last show or not, but the United States Navy sent a laser cannon warship to the Persian Gulf. It's on the USS Ponce. There is a cool video of uh, it doing its doing its thing. And this one isn't shooting a drone down. This one is actually going after ordnance. And uh, when you see this, you're going to understand the the uh, implications and how it would be employed. But the uh, link will be up in the show notes. A um, couple of last articles for you tonight. Uh, and it's one that's uh, completely bizarre. 
Did you know that chickens are closely related to dinosaurs? <laughs> well, um, there's some articles out about that. I just thought that was kind of funny. I'm, I'm not going to provide you the link. I just thought that would give you a little trivia question. Of course, if you look at a chicken, they are kind of got that, that face, right? Uh, you think about a big one, it would it would, would kind of look like a dinosaur a little bit. Um, last couple articles uh, that no, that one's not an article. That's just a web page. Uh, that one too. Is that all I had? Oh, I'm going to share with you one thing here. Um, in Hawaii, the state is going to be measuring internet speed with white boxes. Now, this is kind of interesting. Um. There's a new project called the Measuring Broadband Hawaii Project, and it will collect hard numbers on how well Hawaii's internet service providers are servicing uh, their customers. The project is the latest phase of the Department of Commerce and Consumer Affairs ongoing broadband initiatives following on the heels of the Hawaii Broadband Map Project. That earlier, that earlier phase called on Hawaii residents to voluntarily report their internet speeds. While useful, Participants were self-selecting and not necessarily representative of most broadband customers. So now the Department of Commerce and Consumer Affairs is now looking for volunteers. We'll let them go straight to the sources for concrete network performance information. The Measuring Broadband Hawaii project will involve volunteers installing a small modified router at their location that will constantly measure their up speed, latency, and other aspects of the internet connection. The DCA Notice it will only take measurements when the network is idle and emphasize the hardware does not look at packets, content, or other information about what the volunteer is doing on the network. Uh-huh. Um, would you let this be hooked up in your house? Volunteers will have real-time access to information on the performance of their internet service, which may be an incentive to participate. Indeed, the Measuring Broadband Project is part of a national collaboration with the FCC and one objective to compare actual internet speeds delivered to the speeds advertised by providers. Fortunately, Hawaii's two largest local internet service providers, Oceanic and Hawaiian Telecom, are working with the state on this initiative. So that's good. Uh, good for them. So we'll see if they can really make it happen. Hey, one thing, if you like the show tonight, definitely think about giving me a review on iTunes. I would appreciate that. If there was something about the show that you hated, uh, send me an email. Uh, but uh, we definitely appreciate uh, any feedback on the show, geeknews at, uh, at gmail.com. Let me see if we had anything come in for email. Today is the 11th. My God, this is just, next thing you know, it's going to be Christmas, right? Uh, da, da, okay, what did I have? I had something there. Let me bring that back up. Oh, why is that in that folder? That's weird. Uh, that Westinghouse CES meeting should be up in another folder. <laughs> I don't know how that ended up down there, but uh, no emails. You guys didn't love me this time around. Uh, it's okay. It's cool. Uh, thank you guys so much for, uh, what did I get from Jim Williams? He says, this firehouse light bulb has been shining since 1910. Uh, okay. So let's bring that up and see here. Oh, it, it, it does. It's, oh, you can tell it is old. I mean, let me show this to you guys. Those of you that are watching. So let me, 
So this firehouse light bulb has burned, been burning since 1910. Well, the filament's still working. That's pretty cool. So I uh, don't know if they turn it on or turn it off on a regular basis, but uh, it's been hanging there since 1910. That's crazy. Um, all right. That was the only email that came in. That came in just, I mean, a few minutes ago from uh, from Jim Williams. One of our Ohana here at, uh, at Geek News Central. So, all right, everyone, let's uh, get out of here. If you have comments on the show, geeknews at gmail.com. And uh, of course, thanks to GoDaddy for being a sponsor. Definitely use my promo codes. And uh, if you feel the show's appropriate, become an insider. The last couple of shows, I'm not back up to like a uh, normal rhythm. I can just feel it. So, uh, got to keep the, the, uh, the episode's cranking here, and I do apologize if the show's been a little bit off, but uh, definitely appreciate you guys hanging out with me. It's been my pleasure to bring you this show. Everyone take care. We'll see you the next time here at Geek News Central. Take care. Aloha.